And they can have my things when we're dead But we are Boys, 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 boys. Boys. Back from Canada. Fuck yeah. Air Canada could not keep me away from the boys cast. Yeah, Danny they tried. S- Danny slid in Holy like God. Indiana Jones after a weekend of just getting polluted. <laughs> oh, dude. Just dude. getting tuned. Okay. Fucking just filling the body up with filth, oh, eh? Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a fun little rip. That, the, it, so, me and Danny went back to Canada, and the airport was... One of that was the one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. And then Danny on the way back. <laughs> well, dude, so it's like the funny thing is, so just to fill people in. So you land in Pearson Airport right now. This is the thing. You go through your customs. They make you show them your negative test, even though you showed them a different the negative test. Like head of Pfizer, John Pfizer puts a dildo <laughs> in your ass personally, then pulls it out, makes you taste it. <laughs> he goes, and he goes, you like the taste of that? Yeah, yeah. that's the taste of socialism. <laughs> And then go to customs. They let you in. Then you have to go. They like herd you like cattle, essentially make you do all this stuff, get a COVID test. They let you go. And anyway, so then I go to leave yesterday to come back to the freest nation on earth, America. And as I literally I'm handing like the fucking border guard or whatever, the U.S. border guard. He's like literally typing my shit in. Right. And he goes, uh, I need your your uh, boarding pass or whatever. And so I pull out my phone and text. It says your, your flight's been canceled. I go, uh, the flight's been canceled. He goes, oh, OK, well, uh, he's like, I can't I can't process you if you don't have a flight. Whatever. So he goes, he goes, I got it. T- and that's the whole thing, because they say you're in America at that point. Like when I'm at that guy's booth. He's like, for all intents and purposes. This is fucking America, brother. He, no, literally. He goes, I'm in America. He's like, oh, okay. He goes, I got to take you back to Canada. I go, oh, all right. <laughs> like, literally says it. He goes, I got to take you back to Canada. I go, okay. So then I go to like the gate lady and she was trying to get me on your flight. There was a dude who was a pilot trying to get on your flight and like he couldn't get on. And that I was, was like, a packed flight. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, this isn't looking good. So then she's like, no, technically I actually wasn't in Canada. I was still in America, even though I was clearly in downtown Toronto or whatever, Mississauga. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to take you back to Canada. But so then they spit you out where we came into Canada for the whole like going back into customs. So you got to do the whole fucking the whole thing. Again. And I was at that point, I was like, if they make me get tests right now, I'm going to go full Kevin Soldo. You're going like, to peak. Like our buddy. You're moving out into the middle of nowhere. Literally, I was like, give me a $20,000 fine a day. I'm not getting a You're going to be only going into town to bat <laughs> anyone wearing a mask. Basically. I was like, in my mind, I was full like going to grab like handcuffs from like a cop, cuff myself to a radiator being like, I'm not leaving. Just let me go home. <laughs> like I was, dude, I was fucking. And then. The craziest thing is, so now they don't do the tests anymore. It's just a take-home test, all that in a weekend. And uh, it, none of it <laughs> makes sense in the first place. So the whole thing is you need to have a test, and then you, you need to test 24 hours before, and then you get to the airport, and then they make you test again, but they don't wait, you make you wait for the results. So you just go home. And so all of this... It's all, they just have the most dangerous people that are all making rules and none of them make sense because you go, okay, well, if I just got tested and then they send you in quarantine, so on the way back, so if you're, I get tested to come in, then I get tested at the airport, then you're supposed to be in quarantine. Why when I got to the airport would I need a second test? So if you go to, and you go to places to get the test like Shoppers Drug Mart and you get there and they go, oh, well, 
Uh, so Danny goes to the first place and they go, have you been out of the country in 15 days? And he goes, yeah, like so I go, we can't room. do the test. And you go, well, I'm supposed to get a test. Well, I told them. So I say, Hey, I'm like, I need this it's test. Crazy. Also, I'm like, my trip is for less than 14 days. And they go, well, like, well it isn't anymore. Yeah. Well, they go, well, we're sorry. We can't give you a test. And, like in my mind, I'm like, like in Canada, there's a, sh- it's like CVS. There's a shopper's drug bar in every corner. So I go. Like, I'm just going to go to a different shopper's drug mart and they're going to do it for me. Yeah, and you did. Like, like, whatever. And I did. And I'm like, whatever you think you're doing here, like. No, they're, they all, like, everyone there, all the people that work at that place is they've all got, like, strong hall monitor energy, right? Oh, big So time. they can't wait. Like, when you, when you leave, he's going to call his girlfriend and be like, I just shut this <laughs> fucking fat podcaster down so hard dude should have seen his face this guy's trying to fucking spread covid all over the world and i yeah yeah i yeah, stopped yeah. him i did I my stopped part. him i, did I actually my had a really annoying one the first one that i went to so i for, so i've got a flight at two and i've got to get this test the whole thing is nuts right so i go to the first the shoppers drug mart and they're like oh we don't take tests and i was like well could you tell me which ones i can go to and he's like well maybe these ones i don't know and i go well they were no none of them are answering my calls and he goes I, I go, I've been calling all morning and no one's answering my calls and my flight's in two hours. So I need a test or whatever. And he goes, yeah, I mean, if you probably, if you keep calling, they'll probably answer eventually. I go, yeah, that's your advice. <laughs> he goes, they'll probably, they'll probably answer eventually. If you keep calling, I was like, I was about to be like, listen, pal, I'll tell you what's going <laughs> to fucking happen. Be a fucking turkey. You're going to walk over to that fucking computer. You're going to get me those. No, 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 no. Look at me. Look at my eyes. When I talk to you, you look at my, look at me. You're going to walk over there. No, no, no. Don't look at her. You look at me. <laughs> I'm so like fed. Like and everything suit. in there is like a movie, right? Every, they have a, the, everyone's got hazmat suits on. So you get out of the thing. Like you oh, would oh think at the you, airport. I honestly, yeah, it was like literally. We're coming like, from Miami where it's over. Mm-hmm. And I go, everyone's wearing a hazmat suit. No one, every, you know, you look at someone and they're like, hey, I, I, I heard the, the new uh, Canada Post said that, you know, eye, eye uh, contact can give you a new strain. It's an old reference. But have you ever <laughs> seen the movie, uh, I think, Congo, the Michael Crichton movie where it's like with the Ebola scare? It's basically like how it was in Congo. Yeah, like the Ebola, where you're like every, you know, you're 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 essentially to them, you have a disease that if they touch you, will kill them. That's how they act. That's how they act. Yeah, it really is. It, it's the it's the standard government thing where they probably just have five different people making rules, and this is what they do with everything, right? And they're like, okay, well, why don't we do this? And be like, okay, well, why don't we do this? And they're like, I just do it all. Yeah, do and it you all. You go, well, they can they they you if you just get a test. And you're in quarantine. Why would you need another test? And they go, ah, stop asking me. Not these, to mention. Stop throwing all this. Ah, stop the, up with all these words. The test that we They took- go, you never can be too safe. And you go, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like saying that you need to put your seatbelt on and you need to have uh, a helmet on even if your car is parked. And yeah. you go, well, if my car is parked, why would I do it? And they go, ah. They're literally like, you want a ticket or not? Yeah, that, that's the whole thing. And then on top of it really reminds also, me Also, the of- test that they make you get at Shoppers to get into America, they do not accept to get into Canada. They will literally turn you away. With uh, I know. I'm. A, uh, I have to do a layover in Montreal, and I had to fucking you have some poutine. Hear, no, I had to hear all these French guys <laughs> talking. <laughs> that insult to injury. I'm already sort of peeved. I mean, not as peeved as Danny because Danny was like, I got fucking. They wouldn't let Danny in. Lubed up. It reminds like, me of when that I was thinking about it when you couldn't get in. It's like the the video we did, like that came out. To, um, a couple of days ago about how girls can rationalize everything. When when I was first moving to New York, I kept getting flights canceled. <laughs> and it was so easy for you to be like, either you could be like, this is a sign that America doesn't want me to come. Or you could be like, 
this is the world testing me to make sure I really want to come. My, like you could spin it. Dude, you could spin anything yeah, that happens. My girl was way. literally, she's like, why are you freaking out? And I'm like, do you think freaking out? I'm being tested out, right But I'm now. like, do you think freaking out is the reasonable response to this like minimal <laughs> adversity is like losing your mind? Dude, and I was, dude, I was on the phone for three hours and 40 minutes. They tried to send me to Montreal. That was the thing too. So they go, the only flight you have, we have available for you. After three hours on the phone, they go, we're going to send you to Mont-. First off, the woman goes, how do you feel about going to Philly? She goes, we can't get to Philly tomorrow. I go, yeah, I'm not going to Philly. You should have gone to Philly and then you could have uh, taken a train home. They were going to land me at Philly tonight at 9 p.m. Yeah. Like, oh, tonight at 9 p.m. Tonight, yeah, no, no, no not yesterday. No, no. Literally, they go, yeah, the border's closed. We could get you to a different city tomorrow night. Dude, I'm not best. even kidding you. They go, best we could do. <laughs> Dude, I'm not even kidding you. I was at the airport yesterday looking at trains. I was like, I wonder if I could hop on a train and get yeah. to New York. Because I was like, you know, we got, we got to well, leave. Is there any, if you think about it, there's not probably the airport's the worst service in probably history. The government's the worst at organizing anything. You put those two together where you go... You know what? Let's, you know, the normal airport, how much of a nightmare it is already. Let's get a government body in there doing a bunch of bunch Yeah, of and shit. not to mention Air Canada is essentially <laughs> backstopped by the government. So they're like, well, oh. whatever the fuck we want. It was, so like, it was a mess. French dudes all have short guy syndrome too. I swear. <laughs> you know when you're at Carib, have you ever been like when Carabana used to come to Toronto? Yeah. And it was like, everyone's kind of looking to fight. You have to walk around, just like look at the floor. Cause you look at him and say, like, why are you looking at me? I go, I got to look somewhere. <laughs> That's what French guys are all like that with their girlfriends. Cause they're all like four foot four. <laughs> So <laughs> literally, all just direct descendants of Napoleon. Oh, and, and you, tiny people. You're sitting in your chair, and a guy's there with his like. And the French girls are kind of hot too, right? So you you take a peek, and the French guy's like, "Is there a problem?" <laughs> They're all like looking at you, air smoking because they can't get cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing it was th- it was kind of making me think of it was, you know, the government like. It's like they screw everything up and then they blame it on you. Like even the you know the residential school stuff, right? Like all of the shit where. They basically ha- like had these schools, made everyone go there, murdered them all, mm-hmm. and molested all these kids and stuff like that. Yeah, and t- the ones that got with- molested were the lucky ones. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then the governments now come out and they'll be like, "Can you believe white people did this?" And it was like, "You mean it was you, the government? It was yeah, literally yeah. you guys." And, well, they tried to. It wasn't the private citizen. Like, and there was the pope, and that was before church and state got yeah, separated. Yeah. They, go, they go. The pope needs to come to Canada. But the church and state being together as two dangerous organizations was the same as like, I honestly think it was still better than air Canada and state coming together. You know what's another <laughs> crazy thing that I saw another that you de- all the molesting they did. No, another deflection of it though, is that I was actually reading like, I think on my way into Canada or like just around there last week. So I guess the res- residential school system started in the U S yeah. And like, they just don't talk about it here. Cause they just can't, there's so many other things that have more like, power right now and more that are like more important well they're not a voting block here is a well they're just not trying well. to get yeah but they like had the same thing where like tons of kids like hundreds of thousands of kids taken from the family yeah i'm sure they have the mass graves the whole thing but so now they're trying to be like well you know we only learned about these things even the the idea of them because they went on like a fact-finding mission to america they're still trying to be like blame everybody else to be like other than the government they're like well we went to america america did it so that's where we got the idea and then it was the catholic church who's they who's doing that the canadian government okay yeah like, yeah. like they're like straight up Dude, saying, he's like, literally doing that have you ever seen that sketch it was an old, it, this was like an old like it was maybe a mad tv or snl but this is like 40 years ago or whenever it wasn't 40 years ago it was whenever oj trial was happening mm-hmm. and oj's lawyer goes on and he goes point to the guy that you think did it and then he ducks yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
That's what Justin Trudeau is doing. I think it was Matt TV. Justin Trudeau is going, he's going up there and he goes, listen, point to the guy that you think, you know, caused this, you know, point to the organization you think caused the residential schools. And then he points to the government, he ducks and he goes, the Pope, huh? Because there's like an Italian guy, a Guido there with a cross on. Or he puts on a Pope mask and he goes, this guy. (laughs) Yeah, he jets over there and puts on a Pope mask. And he goes, got it, white people. And they're like, it was you guys, the Canadian government. But- Dude, yeah, the fucking, I was not happy with her. Okay, well, okay, listen, these people suck, and Pfizer, they're trying to say, listen, we want to give you a third dose, and I'm like, listen, you guys can have a third dose of my cock. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was was texting you today, too. I was like, so I, I, back home, I, you know, I wanted to get a little taste of uh, what's going on with the, yeah, but besides that, just, you know, what's happening on TV, and oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. you know the radio first off i was in my hotel so they gave me a hotel thank you air canada after like literally the worst part too is i go yeah you guys need to like put me up i'm not going back to wherever they gave him a motel and they gave him a schedule they're like two we got two guys coming through <laughs> the craziest thing is one is guy wants the uh, one lady the girl the boyfriend experience <laughs> the one lady literally says she goes yeah like we can't give you a hotel we only provide that if uh your flight's delayed by weather and i'm like no that should be the only reason why you wouldn't because weather's not your fault <laughs> I'm like this. Literally, the reason they gave is to go. Hey, we like couldn't get a crew together, so yeah, we yeah, can't yeah, fly yeah. you. It's like, yeah, you staffed it wrong or something. But um, so I turned on the TV. Literally, an ep- this is like yesterday. An episode of comedy at Club Fifty Four from 1995 was on TV, and you're like, yeah, no wonder yeah. comedy's not doing great in Canada. You're literally showing like two <laughs> open micers who were doing like a set in Burlington in '95, and you're still airing it. There was my favorite there with a the guy. He was. The- he was, he, he was a guy whose whole thing was he did crowd work and he was like famous back in the day. And I, there was this competition there and it was, it was, they'd give you 200 bucks to win it. And it was one of those things where I would just treat it like a, a gig where you get 200 bucks. Cause like mm. three or four times and it was audience vote. Yeah, yeah. So three or four times I just drove out to Burlington, did this competition and like walked home with 200 bucks <laughs> <laughs> to the point where they're like, you have to stop coming. Like, yeah. <laughs> but the guy used to make me laugh cause his whole thing was crowd work. Right. And he would say, but all of it was stock crowd work. So um, he would say things Impression like this. Impression guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, wanna, I don't want to. It was one of the Club 54 guys, but he would go like this. He'd go, <laughs> he goes, hey, uh, where are you guys from? And they'd be like, you know, Hamilton. And he goes, you know, we got running water now. <laughs> like Hamilton's the equivalent of like someone saying, oh, I'm from Manhattan. And the guy being like, I'm from Brooklyn. He goes, you know, I got run. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> I he had it in the can. The guy could have said New York City. Like, yeah, if, yeah, I know. The guy could have been like, I'm from Chicago. He goes, oh, you know, we got running water. He had it in the... He had it queued up in the queue, coming out. Yeah. And then the, his other one. But then I saw he got, he flubbed on one. And I'll never forget this one. He was talking to this couple there. And he, the guy's there, right? And he goes, guys, some, you know, drink that's like, uh, you know, got blue in it or something, right? It's the kind of place that would serve like a oh, slushy yeah, yeah, drink, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 of course. He goes, uh, what's that drink there? And he goes, oh, it's like a, uh, whatever, like a cosmopolitan or whatever. And he goes, uh. Uh, how many how many I drank and the guy goes uh, four I think we had and he goes what are you gay (laughs) (laughs) I love (laughs) that's what he came up with this is after like asking three he was prying to ask three questions uh, none of those really give me an answer to one of my go-to things (laughs) yeah yeah None of his go to. I mean, funny enough. The other one, and maybe our other buddy, this guy, he does comedy out west, right? Like, it's just a real, like, our west boy, right? And he's he's like a road dog, 50 years old, and he goes, uh, he he's, he goes, uh, he's doing a motorcycle joke, right? And he goes, anyone here got a motorcycle? And uh, one guy goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, I got one. He goes, 
oh, what, what kind of, what are you riding? What are you riding? And the guy goes, ah, oh, I'm riding like a Yamaha, something, something, something. And he goes, sweet ride, sweet ride. So anyways. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's literally just trying to find friends. He just stopped talking. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just trying to find a buddy. How long, uh, how long you been riding that? Ah, you know, I've been riding it for a while. Ah, you gotta ride, gotta ride. So anyways, Uber is there yeah. fucking wild. <laughs> The best part is I went and looked at their website because I was like, are they still doing comedy? And then you look at their roster and it's like a couple of people we know, but then literally like Club just the, the people who were doing roster. it in, you know, 95 and they're just like still kicking around. I was loving the idea of me and Paul were talking so much this weekend about um, when you're doing crowd work. There's nothing more condescending than calling someone little man. Mm-hmm. Like we, <laughs> you go to someone, you go... In the crowd, you go, uh, you know, uh, uh, anyone drinking tonight? A little man, uh, you having any drinks tonight? That was <laughs> the um, little man. That was with Tucker Carlson with that guy in Montana. <laughs> and, like man. all the conservative people were like, Did you see how he owned him when he called him son? The guy was like a hundred pounds <laughs> heavier than him and like, you know, six inches <laughs> taller. He goes, Listen up, son. And everybody's like, Oh, Tucker, they put him like the glasses. <laughs> and, like, cool, the guy, cool guy glasses or whatever. And they're like, He called him son. <laughs> I was loving little man, but oh, you know what? Before we even talk about that stuff, um, one thing that I should mention is me and Danny, uh, we've made the decision that um, as in an act of bravery, we will both be quitting the podcast in solidarity with Simone Belay. Is it Biles Belay? Biles. Okay. Just to focus on our mental health. To focus on our mental. Are health. we going to replace them with women or just empty chairs? Empty chairs and just like a women's fist. <laughs> A women's fist fisting that. some fucking male fisting athlete the showed up. No, they're gonna be fisting the fisting patriarchy. the. It'll be a guy. It'll be Al Bundy, and he'll have a shirt on that says the patriarchy, and just a fist up his ass, okay. making him say stuff he doesn't want to <laughs> say, like "Yes, I will eat you out, Peg." Yes, Peg. Yeah, yeah, yes, Peg. Also, uh, you know, I just want to give a shout out to other people who did the same thing, like a guy who quit high school. I mean, look, if, if you, you ask me, it's about it goes Obama. Then her, mm-hmm. and then I think that's it. Yeah, the whole thing is every, Obama, with with obviously. Simone Biles. Everybody has been trying to make this narrative for a long time. Where Everyone's go, pushing. Where they, but where they go, mental health is the same as physical health. They go, you, they keep saying that. They go, yeah, you're, you know, it's like you have a problem with your shoulder, like. It's the same as if you have a problem with your brain. Yeah. It's another thing. And then you go, okay, well, if someone backs out of the Olympics because their shoulder hurts, you don't like applaud them. You go, that sucks. And you move on with your life. It's but uh, now honestly, they're trying to switch it back to being like, oh, this is different. It's so funny it because it's just one of those things where like, I don't even know what she thinks. She may just be going with the flow on this. It's like girls are more likely to pull out of things. They pull out, they're more likely to pull out of comedy shows. They're more likely to pull out of things. That's just this situation. Yeah. Everyone knows that. But it's like the, and the narrative where that's bravery. And it's almost like you watch on the internet. You're like, what, what is this world mm-hmm. where half the people are like, this girl's brave and half the people are like, actually, she's not. And you go, what? How are, how do, how did we get here? Like, yeah. Uh, how did we, like, how did we those? get here as a society? Like, who gives a shit? She couldn't. Who finish, gives she couldn't a comp- fucking like, if, shit? Uh, like, I'm literally like, if she can't compete for whatever reason, she just like, can't do it. I don't know. It's like sports are hard. Yeah. Dude, Imagine you, ever- you had like a big speech that you were going to give her with something. And the day before you like dropped out and just be like, okay. Do you know how many weird. people have like, you know. It's a different misfired in a major moment in sports because like the pressure was so great, which is a real thing. Yeah, of like, course. You know, and they go, yeah, the pressure was you couldn't handle the pressure. It's like you don't quit because of it. You just say like, yeah, I couldn't. I did I feel like short. with the bravery, it was one of those things where you know when you make they make you care about women's sports, you always say, but it like it really is like you're trying to goat me, right? Like you're trying to goat <laughs> us into something where you're like, isn't she so good for that? Yeah. Doesn't she rule? Isn't that even better than if she did win? And you're like. What are you doing right now? What is this? 
what are you up to? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like if you're, it's like if your girlfriend, like if, if you're, it's like if your girlfriend came home and there was like a, a dude that like she worked with or something, and you were all hanging out, and she came home and she goes, wasn't, uh, wasn't uh, Tommy like super funny? And you're like, oh, he was okay. You go, he's just such a smart guy, so yeah. funny. And you're like, what is this? What's going on? Here? What the fuck are you up to? Yeah, is this, are you mad? What, what is this? You know what? So That's what it feels like with this shit. You yeah. know, I don't buy. I don't buy that you think that. What are you doing? The funniest is every time a Stanley <laughs> Cup, get those rage clicks. Every time a Stanley Cup final ends, there's like there's always once the Stanley Cup final is over, there's always like a thing. that goes, yeah, this guy was playing with a broken leg. <laughs> Literally every year they go, this guy was playing with a broken leg. Yeah, or like a broken foot blocking a shot or like whatever. And then you're like, and he played through it, and we're all like, great. But imagine it's like, yeah, Shea Weber, he couldn't play. He was sad. <laughs> <laughs> Stressed. Yeah, he goes, he couldn't, he couldn't finish the Stanley Cup Finals. He just, just wasn't feeling, <laughs> feeling a little sad. Like, oh, yeah. All right, well, it's like the blues. I mean, like, totally. Like, if that's the case, like, fine. I don't know. It's right. just like... <laughs> you had the blues. Well, I remember <laughs> yeah. when, we were doing, when we were doing Ryan Long's challenge, like... It was, you know, Max's grandmother died or whatever, right? Yeah. Which like sucks. But if that was if that was a girl's grandmother that died, mm -hmm. I would be like, fuck, we're gonna have to cancel this shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I would literally be like, okay, what are our options? Call in the place. But like with him, I was just like, oh shit, shit that sucks, dude. And I'm just like, so and he's like, Yeah, obviously I'm coming. Okay, yeah, no, like, okay, girl, fucking like oh, oh phew. Like I was like for a second there, I was like, okay, you're not going to be a bitch about this, right? Like, we can't have to cancel a $20,000 shoot because your grandma died, Dude, if right? a girl's goldfish died, you were probably like, ugh. Like, you are we going to have to cancel? We got fucking cancellation insurance or? <laughs> goldfish. <laughs> I was watching. There was some funny, like, it is funny to watch the sort of articles that they're putting out there with the Olympics. I got a few funny ones that was pretty funny. The one thing was, I got a few funny ones that are pretty funny. I got a few funny ones. I got a few funny ones that are pretty funny. Pretty funny, 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 funny stuff. But the one, the first one that's making me laugh is, you know, when people get caught doing the back-to-backs that are hypocritical, mm -hmm. that's probably one of my favorite things. But one of the big ones that was, uh, I've been calling this out forever. It's kind of relates to what we were saying about the blowjob stuff last week. But basically, they had a they had a whole big article being like men sexualizing Olympians and why it's so misogynistic. And then someone just posted like a three things of like. Why the Asian rowing team is so hot to try. And it was like a, like a dude with his shirt off, you know what I mean? And all this stuff. And it was just like, yeah, you fucking liars. And then um, I saw one where it was just like, out of all the articles, it was just like such a weird thing to pick. It said, this it was Vice wrote this. It goes, this woman boxer just brought home a historic silver for the Philippines. And it was just like, hey, here's this, this girl won silver for Philippines. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like a different country. Yeah, it's like there's a whole female thing. Like it's like there's how's that? A, why? Just because they've but, never had that? I don't know, but it's like that's a different country. It's yeah. not even America. It's like it's like the first Filipino to win silver, silver. And then well, that what was the other one? Um, was that there? There was another one where it said why winning. Uh, bronze is actually why bronze and silver are actually just as good and we need to stop focusing on gold medals. <laughs> it was like a vice thing and it was like, well, yeah, that's how they they count it for one and obviously the gold is, but it was like a, a bunch of girls won bronzes and silvers and we're all like pretty good and they're like, actually is equally as good. Yeah, I mean like gold. they literally make a point of saying like, yeah, first, second, third and then also they make it out of medals in corresponding value. 
<laughs> like it's yeah. not like they go, let's make the, cof- the the bronze medal out of platinum. And you go, well, that doesn't work because that doesn't make sense because that's more valuable. It's so weird. Someone's like, oh, the, if I come in uh, third, I get all this money from this. It's like, yeah, it makes zero sense. It makes zero it's sense. It's like literally the point of the Olympics is like, who's the best? Well, but do you really have to? But that, that is so funny because, you know, the truth is places like that would never be covering Olympics, right? Like all these blogs, I bet you if you go back six years ago, a lot of these people wouldn't watch the Olympics. The only reason they started watching the Olympics is the same reason they got involved in, you know, anything like, you know, gaming or anything else is they're like, I think we could make this about an agenda. Yeah, we could pick it apart and kind of see like what's wrong with the Olympics. Yeah, they looked at comedy like, you know, the same reason Robin DiAngelo is talking about comedy. It's like she probably has never watched any. She just goes, I think I could make this about my thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're looking at. They're looking at the Olympics like a piece of red meat being like, we could, you know, use this for agendas. So th- that's the first time they ever got involved in history. And that's why they have to, they, they kind of give, they're like, why do they even rank them? Yeah. Why don't they just make it all equal? Yeah. It's like, they're, they're literally saying, why don't we just give them participation medals at the Olympics? And you go, well, then why do we want to do this? That was a bummer though, that uh, our, our girl lost, eh? Uh, the trans one? Yeah, and you know what happened is the trans woman weightlifter just took being a girl so seriously that she decided to suck at weightlifting. (laughs) You know what's interesting? A lot of conspiracy theories floating around. Uh, I'm not a crazy conspiracy guy, but I am a partial to this one. So one, so two years ago, so she failed at the 123 kilogram snatch, I believe, or 125. But she nice piece of snatch, nice piece of snatch, 125 kilos, (laughs) 125 kilos of snatch, not nice, (laughs) just a nice piece of snatch. She had lifted that before in competitions, so so some people are like, "Hmm, weird, you couldn't get it one time, couldn't get it up. You've done it, unless like I guess maybe the more of the hormone stuff or whatever. But a lot of people are basically saying, you know, if you're re- if you're a real activist, the move is not to win. Because winning is the most damaging thing. And for it's also cause. the funnier option. Yeah, but the you know the best thing for the trans cause is to be like, I is agree. to throw it and then say, see, yeah. I couldn't even lift it. Yeah, like, case I had, study of one, case closed. But I mean, that's what everybody's saying. <laughs> of you know, course, obviously. Saying, see, and then well, go- not anyone normal. Like that's the thing about going back to Toronto and hanging out with all our like normal buddies, and we had a fucking squad, twenty people coming oh, yeah. through, oh, yeah, and it was just like. One. You know, I was talking to my buddy that's like a construction worker and they're just so, or, or, uh, he's a garbage man. And it was just like every normal person, like no one, like no normal person, you you would say, oh, you know how there's like a trans person in the Olympics. They're just like, that's an, yeah, but that's an advantage, right? Like none of them are just like, no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Like no normal person thinks this. So this is just on the internet, this kind of, you know, talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, so I went golfing on Sunday with my two, one of my friends, owns a, a scrap metal business and the other one works at the bank and the yeah. at the bank he goes yeah they're starting to do the pronoun stuff and he had never even like I'm telling you this is how out of the loop my, my buddy who works in garbage said he doesn't know what the me too movement was <laughs> we were fucking killing him we, I think he was lying like, yeah. he, was, he goes oh, I don't know I just am off the grid we go shut up dude but my I'll friend my friend at the bank straight up he goes yeah they're like like I he had never the term pronouns had never even been on his radar until probably six months ago. Yeah, and now he's got to do it. He must be like, well, what? he goes, he goes, he goes, people start doing the pro, and we were just like joking, like, especially our buddy at the scrapyard, being like, everybody's <laughs> like, I was like, my friend Simon, who works as, I was like, Simon, I'm like, how much we got to give you to change all your business cards to have fucking he, him pronouns at the scrapyard? <laughs> 
for calling up. You go, hey, what's the spot price on uh, copper right now? Who am I speaking with? Like, oh, Simon, he, him pronouns. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? We were having some, and his dad's like this old school <laughs> scrap dude. And he's like, it's like, yeah, Jerry, uh, he, him pronouns. <laughs> that is my favorite one of all the... When the girl, when uh, when people are switching their like genders and all that stuff, probably my favorite one is the when girls uh, go trans man, but then they they say they're still attracted to men. So it's like I was a girl, now I'm a gay dude. <laughs> well, that was a, that's what I was saying today to you too, because I guess the Canadian I've never heard of this until today, but the Canadian women's soccer team has a trans man on it. Okay. But I guess like you just get no coverage for that. Like nobody cares really. Why? Well, I, I don't know why. Oh, I, has a trans man. A trans man. But how are they? Well, I guess the whole thing is they're going to be the first because Canada beat the US, which is another thing we can talk about because that was so funny. But uh, so they're going to be the first trans person to ever receive a medal at the Olympics. Okay. Because they're guaranteed to get at least a silver medal now. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Giulio Gallarotti, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for its sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Uh, so, but they're tra- but they play with women. They play with their biological sex. They're not crossing over because obviously there's no way they could compete. How come they're allowed to not cross over? Because they couldn't. There's no way. <laughs> obviously yeah, they yeah, couldn't. Yeah. But like, why? You know, why is it? Why would they? I don't know. Yeah. Like why? Like you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Ouchy. <laughs> I got a brain. Ouchy. <laughs> but that's a good segue into fucking. So Canada beat the U.S. Yeah. Soccer team. The U.S. soccer team who has been so vocal about how they're underpaid, even though they got beaten by, like, what was it? Like a 15-year-old? Yeah, 15-year-old man or whatever. And then they were like, we, we deserve to be overpaid. Everybody hates that Megan Rapino chick because she's like, she's so ha- vocal. She's a bit of a handful, you know, huh? and You know, they're kind of too Think she'd be a fun to be your girlfriend? She's a lesbian. Uh, no. oh. Boom, she boom, boom. A- we have the, the obvious, Captain Obvious of the week. She could be a, my girlfriend, dude. If uh, that girl was, if you imagine coming home to that after like you're working hard all day, and then you see you sit in your bed, you see that <laughs> fucking red hair. No, she goes, honey, do you know where my hair dye is? I'm gonna fucking change the tint again. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> gonna oh, go god. down to the man cave. <laughs> <laughs> but the best was like, you know, the <laughs> Olympics. Know, man the Olympics is historically everybody. Like, even if you're not like uh, into you know nationalism or whatever. The Olympics is at least the one time where everybody kind of becomes that. Yeah. But the soccer team, every like you'd see the comments being like the Canadian team beat, and every all these American people were like, "Good, should spend more time practicing, oh, less yeah. time that activism." Obvious, yeah. Like, but like the amount, the sheer amount of comments, like it wasn't like the odd comment. You it know was what I was finding funny was there was people that are, it's uh, they don't know that Canada's the same because Canada is very like copies America. We're like we're racist, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I saw that. Uh, like a lot of people posting, they go, yeah, well, that's what happens because they actually respect their flag. And you're like, no, they don't. No, <laughs> they just canceled Canada Day. They're, no, no, no. They're they're fucking this shit on crack. You know? Yeah. That was another thing I was saying. I was listening to the CBC radio. You're liking the commercials, though. You like, said, well, the com- right? So the commercials were there was uh, I watched I was watching TV for 10 minutes. There was 
uh, one commercial was like a bank commercial and it was all just like gay couples. Yeah. Which was like, okay. <laughs> well, but, do you think that it's possible that like they target to who's watching kind of thing? <laughs> they just know. Yeah. Like there <laughs> was like a, a t- there was like a super straight commercial that was just queued up. Like you go to the next room over and you're like, can you my, believe this? He's like, I got a hot chick and a fucking dude. Just scan my face. and go, this CIBC thinks I'm gonna like this one, but then there was one where it's like a straight up like I forget what it was even for, but it was like an Asian woman who was like a construction worker in this commercial. And yeah, you're like, come on, like I get <laughs> what you're doing. You're trying to be diverse, but you're like, there's zero examples of this. Right, like there's none. Uh, the auditions are funny too because you had to bring in like a hundred Asian women that like <laughs> never picked up a hammer in their life to be like a construction. But think worker. about those auditions like when they were handling the tools and stuff. Like everyone's fumbling all yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that one was when I got, like they're just they're pushing it so much harder than America. Like America is like you know pushing it a little, but in Canada it's like the full yeah, court press, full court. <laughs> and then I turned on CBC Radio when I was going driving to the golf course or whatever, and within a minute they were talking about like privilege and they were talking about the olympics and it was like privilege yeah. and talks they hit all the buzzwords in like 15 seconds and then they were talking they literally just because this reminded me they were talking about nationalism and there was you know a- about the olympics and the guy goes nationalism you know which could be pr- problematic <laughs> you're, like, you're talking <laughs> cheering about the for your country yeah like cheering for your country. he goes you know that could be problematic too and i go oh shut the fuck up <laughs> you can't those guys must hate their life if they don't fucking if they just have to do that stuff. You know what I mean? Oh my god! No, this is a guy. He believe you, they believe it. May, they have to at this point. I had we, we had some friends that were pretty brainwashed. I went back to one thing. One thing that I was sort of talking about someone with this. <clears throat> there is the idea of like, I know a lot of like girls that think this, and you know people that just are kind of like soft people. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, they kind of have this attitude of like. Well, who does it hurt, you know? And so I get why people think this. They would say, well, okay, listen, if you have to call everyone by their pronouns and stuff like that at your work, right? Who does that hurt? You know, it takes you two seconds and it makes these people feel more comfortable. That's kind of what they see it. And and like, I get why, you know, you could think that, but you're just like, well, I'll tell you who it hurts. Everyone that was fired for not getting in line ideologically, half the country you know, that is a fucking garbage man, for example, that now if you say the wrong thing, you lose your job, mm-hmm. that it hurts the concept that people are allowed to think out things. Anytime you say, hey, we have all of the things figured out, it hurts university professors who have to, you know, uh, start l- a- approaching these subjects knowing that they already have the answers figured out. Yeah. It hurts researchers. It hurts anyone that's in the, the pr- anyone that speaks for a living, anyone that wants to open their mouth at work. I mean, I was talking to, I have so many people this weekend that we're talking to that have normal jobs and all of them are like, yeah, dude, I'm, my days are numbered. Like we know what it is. Dude, my friend straight up said, I go, so how long until you put your pronouns? He goes, I don't know. But he's like, it's really catching on at the bank. So it's like, you know, like it, the sounds of it. He's like, I'm not giving in yet, but it's a matter of time before he's just going to have his pronouns. My body who's email uh, signature. Well, you know, Zabby, he's fucking yeah. his dad's uh first generation uh, from communism, right? One generation from communism, Hungarian. Yeah. And he came through and he was like, he got the vaccine and his dad like was so disappointed in him. <laughs> he, he, said, he said he didn't want to tell his dad and he got sick and then he came home and his dad, he was talking to his neighbor and he was like, I'm sick because he got the vaccine. He said his dad just overheard him and he goes, you did, huh? 
He fucking said his dad just mean lighting fucking, you know, the Fox, duck. Fox News. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. Party I don't even though? know if those guys are anti-vax. I don't no, know. Or no, whatever. Who? Uh, he is, yeah. Yeah, he might he's be. Not right? anti-vax. He's not anti-vax. Whatever Whatever it is, his dad, whatever, whoever his dad's main line, and he's, he's like... He's just, he was, he said, and you know, my buddy doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. He just, he wanted to travel or whatever. Right. But he said his dad was disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me though, actually, after hearing that from my friends, like my scrap metal friend or whatever, where he's like with the pronoun stuff, I'm like kind of do on it because I just love the idea of all these just like super out of I love touch it. guys just like you know fucking dads from Woodbridge being like hey uh, my name's Tony he him pronouns <laughs> like they're forced to do it just like at barb- the mob like construction workers yeah. being like hey, I think yeah SNL did like a woke mob thing was, but yeah theirs was kind of SNL does woke mob things being like well they actually should be doing this though yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, fucking the thugs. We were we were laughing the idea of uh, you know how every um, like all, all our like we were kind of saying our hood friends. Everyone has made this observation, but like every dude that's kind of hood, they're all whenever they talk to their um, parents, it's always back to their normal voice. Yo, what's a guan? Yo, butty boy. You know, oh hello, mother. Yes, mother. <laughs> oh hi, mother. Yes, mother. And we're saying our buddy was, was kissing their teeth at everybody else but their parents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my brother. He was his buddy was Filipino. We're joking because he he's he talks to his parents in in Filipino, right? Mm-hmm. But we're saying he's like. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, you know what it is. Yo, you need a Digo? You need an ounce? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just got to take a quick call. Yo, what's up? Yeah, so, so, so. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, mother. I love how that's your version of Filipino. <laughs> but yeah, he just, uh, when he calls his mom, he talks to his mom in a racist Yeah, Asian yeah, accent. racist. He goes, sounds like we're not Japanese. I don't Why are you talking like that? Yeah, you know, asshole. Yeah, yeah, what's so, what's so, it's all good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yo, you want a Digo? You want a fucking, you know, pound? Yeah, yeah, yo, cut that, cut that, yeah, yeah, it's true, true. Oh, I gotta take a quick call, you know what it is. Oh, <laughs> yes, mother! That's so funny. Uh, yes, mother. Hello, mother. They talk like a, a British schoolboy. <laughs> yes, mama. Dude, I'm telling Hello, you, my, papa. my fucking half Jamaican friends, like black dad, white mom, Hard British schoolboy with the parents. Yeah. Oh, hello, mother. Oh, yes, I will be home for dinner, mother. <laughs> That's funny. So, speaking of rap dudes, one thing uh, that was uh, like pretty wild, but wanted to go through is did the da baby stuff. And this was we were talking about da baby last week, and on the Patreon, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. But one of my gripes with da baby, and it's, I already said, boomery gripe, cucking you in the gym. The pro, yeah. So I said that I was listening to him in gym, and I couldn't listen to him too much because I was. It was hard to work out. Every single song is about fucking your girlfriend. So every song is like, then I had her in the, you know, she's sucking my dick while you're working the barbells. <laughs> you're at the gym and she's sucking my balls and I. I'm messaging her right now. She's meeting. I'm meeting her parents and I'm fucking her on your bed. And you're like, yeah, I don't know about all this, <laughs> but it's too much of that. Yeah, Deba- can we, I'm like the baby. Can I have one song about us doing something together? <laughs> How about we fuck someone else's girl? But he went on a rant. Yeah, did you see this? I did. You see this? He got kicked off of uh, what? Oh, he was losing everything. What was the Lollapalooza? He was supposed to headline it. Well, because gangster dudes, winner. like, that's, it's so, you know, same reason I say that, like, Indian dudes are white dudes on, white girls on crack, Indian girls are white girls on crack. They're like gangster dudes, and especially the same way they like, if you're some construction worker in the sticks, mm-hmm. you're not paying attention to this stuff that much. Although, I bet you a lot of them in the last three years were, like, getting into the Fox game pretty hard, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, some of them aren't paying too much attention to this, right? 
And with these guys, they were never getting in trouble for much, so they just needed to say this normal, same normal stuff they did. And basically, DeBaby, he apologized for being uh, for a big homophobic rant, and then Vice says, DeBaby's apology for being homophobic definitely has nothing to do with him losing tons of money. So they're basically saying he only apologized because it's like, we're mad at him, and it was like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, no you, yeah, no shit. But it's like the baby stuff's funny because, like, man, do they hate the fact that they have to be mad at like a black guy? Uh-huh. But like, also, I'm, he was like, the, what he said was like laughable. Like he literally said, he goes, you, "What did he say?" He goes, "You get HIV, it'll make you die in two to three weeks." Yeah, like, he said literally like shit. this is like mid '80s HIV kind of like uh, information. Like that's like kind of what they thought in the '80s. Right? Yeah, remember fucking uh, Eddie Murphy was like, "Get that AIDS on your lips, and you go home and you kiss your wife, and then you're both dead." Yeah, it was a very old school <laughs> yeah, wasn't like understanding yeah, of like what HIV about, is. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like that's why I found it so funny. You're like, it's almost like oh, what a child would think about it. Yeah, and so you got a bunch of people sitting at Vice and Huffington Post and all these places, and now they got to like write a write about write the number one cool rapper being like, he, this guy's bad. It's like, well, now it's like they've really they're getting all the you know the top cool guys out because those guys love this shit, right? Mm-hmm. But um, they've always they've they've literally come full circle where they're saying rappers are bad. It's like you can almost do like old conservative religious people, like new woke people. Rap lyrics are problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when I even did the male Karen video? It was like, they kind of stayed away from the rap lyric. They're more concerned about like comedy and stuff like that. Whereas now it's come full circle where like, you know, your your BuzzFeed like millennials have to be like, rap lyrics are problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see like a vice person, like the first day advice be like, hey, so I have an article about uh, why uh, black rappers uh, talk shit about uh, homosexuals. And they go, whoa, easy. Oh, easy there. No, buddy. no, no, no. Let's reframe this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can reframe know. this. White supremacy causes yeah. uh, homophobia in the rap that past, community. The pastor Talbert Swan guy where, <laughs> where he goes black, literally goes, if a black person uh, assaults an Asian person It's because of white supremacy Yeah There you go Well that's why our Sick. sketch Had to come out late this week Because of white supremacy It's because of white supremacy <laughs> Because I fucking hate white supremacy I want to also agree To <sighs> agree And I'm just glad The two of us are in agreement On the agreed yeah, upon do. issue I don't even know if I could Honestly just saying those two words I don't even know If I could finish this podcast We might have to I might have break. to get mental health Like uh, I might have to bow out For mental health <laughs> Is that cool? Can you yeah, yeah, yeah. Without me? I just I'm, I'm having a mental health thing Having a mental health minute And they said the Lollapalooza Festival in Chicago, the Governor's Ball in New York City, and the Vegas Festival all dropped the rapper from the lineups. And he basically came out with an apology. He said, I want to apologize to the LGBTQ community for the hurtful and triggering comments made. Uh, DeBaby wrote on Instagram, again, I apologize for my misinformed comments about HIV and AIDS. And I know education is on this is important. Love to all. And then he kind of had a few apologies. But the first one was like, I know that I'm saying this the second time this episode, but it is such a weird place where you're like, you have a guy that he raps <laughs> is like, I'm sure that probably some people are going to make this point the same way that the fucking left is going to say the bits about the right and the right's going to say the bits about the left. But it's literally a guy. It's like every song is like, I fucked your wife. I'm putting fentanyl on the streets. I yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. murder people. Yeah, because like I do drive-bys. Yeah, and yeah. people are like, I don't <laughs> like your take on HIV. Then he got to go, I'm so sorry that I fucking <laughs> said HIV is bad to have. Yeah. But he also, it also seemed a little bit like uh, that who to protest so much. Like when you are at, at the club and he's like, put your hands, you know, put your light up if you're not gay. And then people are put their light up. Yeah, that's right. It's a bunch of not gay days. No, the, the best is the guy who wasn't paying attention. Everybody's got their light up. And he, goes, he goes, what are you guys doing? He goes, 
You don't know your phone up, dude. Yo, what are you fucking gay? That's like a prank. It's like literally like a joke you do. It's like everybody, like you put like. Put your phone up if you're not gay. Yeah. Put your phone up if you're not gay. And so it's like, what was that? And everybody's got their phone up. Go, oh, shit. Like Literally, he said, put your phone up if you're not gay. <laughs> Last one with their phone in the air is gay. Yeah, like he's like, maybe he is a child. Yeah. So he goes, well, you know what we all learned today, the baby. That's what happens when you try to fuck all our girls. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets mad at you. Funny thing is, uh, have you noticed the? I don't. You don't have cable, so you probably don't watch TV very much. There's like a lot of advertisements on. Like, I'm not even talking on some weird channel. Like, you watch Sports Center, like ESPN, constantly ads for uh, HIV medication. Yeah, prep and stuff. But like all, but all the time. Yeah, it's like to the point where you go. Is it How? that big of a market? Yeah, that that's what I'm thinking. I go like, man, this is like, and they always have black people in them too because diversity. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's one of those things where he diversity just, just seems kind of racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have 10 guys and it's all like black guys. And yeah. Like, and an HIV commercial. You go, you go, this seems a bit racist. Yeah. But no, most, you know, there's tons of people that have HIV and they live, a, you know, long All life. of them at it's, this point. Yeah. It's basically just like having, you know, it's annoying. It's having diabetes. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And it was a pain in the ass to get. But, and they said it urged men who don't give... He said he urged men who don't give blowjobs to other men to put their cell phones on. Put your phone up if you've never blown a dude. And then literally some guy's like, what? He goes, whoa. What did he say? Oh. Uh, oh, oh. Everybody's like filming him now. Being like, yeah, oh. hey, he doesn't have his phone up. <laughs> he tried to say that his comments, and he said his comments weren't homophobic because even my fans, even my gay fans don't have AIDS. But he, uh, the, the funny part is then afterwards he kind of came out a pop star that was against him said, I'm surprised and horrified at the baby's comments. I really don't recognize this as the person to work with. Um, I don't recognize this as the person that I worked with. I only recognize him as the guy that comes and talks about fucking everyone's <laughs> women. Well, after performing a drive-by shooting on the local yeah. gang adversaries. I see. I've never, I just know the baby as a man who has guns and fucks all your girls. I don't know him as this. This guy who says mean things to the gay community. Elton John came out and he was mad about it. Um, but he he came out with another apology and he goes, anybody who's affected by uh, this, y'all be got the right to be upset. But what I said was insensitive and I have no intentions. But then he came out afterwards, the last part, and this is what I was trying to find. He said, <laughs> he goes, uh, but the LGBT tr- community, I ain't tripping on you because y'all business is y'all business. <laughs> Um, and so it was almost like way better than a white apology. It was kind of like not a pussy apology. He goes, yo, we all got, y'all got to do what y'all got to do. And then he said, it's fucked up that no one wanted to educate me. He goes, because uh, knowing that what I needed was education on these topics and guidance and none of you wanted to give it to me. So he kind of was like, you know, yeah, listen, y'all want to do what you want to do. And that's kind of your fault for like, yeah, I never finished high school. And that's exactly. sort of your fault for not telling he's me. He's basically playing like the systemic racism. Yeah, that's like, right. All he's, that card. That, he goes, he's like, look, correct. I slipped through the cracks. I was in the gutter. I made it yeah. out. But, you know, I missed some things. Yeah. So like, you should be educating me. Mm. He said social media moves so fast that people want to demolish you before. I mean, he's right about all this stuff. And like, yeah, he basically. But it's he first apologized normal. And then he came out and he goes. But like low key, this is because of oppression and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and everybody goes. Oh. You have to play what your card. You have to do what you can. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's why Kevin Spacey and Ke- Kevin Spacey got accused of stuff. He comes out and says, "I'm gay." When you're racist, you say you're gay. When you're homophobic, you say you're. you're gay, that, other people gay. are racist. You're super gay. It is the good play, but it is funny that 
uh, th- he kind of comes through with a more like hood apology where white people it's all the like how like we said we we know people that have been given the apology that they have to do mm-hmm. and the baby's like listen y'all gonna do what y'all gotta do <laughs> listen if y'all gotta suck a man's dick and he probably didn't say man that'd be so funny if his did you hear like uh shane on rogan he said he's like they gave him an apology and he's seen that exact apology like since of other people like yeah i know he, well, he's, i've heard him say that yeah or whatever i didn't know that but imagine like this is the stock apology from his record <laughs> label it's like this is the stock uses like 12 people are straight up just being like anybody who done ever been affected by AIDS HIV y'all got the right to be upset what I said was insensitive even though I have no intention on offending anybody so my like it's like with with affected spelled wrong and everything like the misspellings and you're like that's the press yeah that's like the official apology for homophobia yeah for fucking baby records that's the the their publicists give them that with affected spelled wrong and everything Matt Damon had that too where he was like they get Matt Matt Damon was like yeah I was saying like the F slur yeah I was calling stuff fags or whatever back in the day and I I retired that like two months ago and everyone's like. Wait, what? Yeah, you're like, why even come why, out for this? Why are you He's like doing this? like a fucking press junket for his new movie about <laughs> Amanda Knox or whatever. And then they're like, yeah, nobody asked you about this. I stopped calling people a fucking fag a week ago. That's he goes, I switched to cock, solid word. <laughs> he goes, I'm more of a homo guy now. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. It just goes to show. It's like literally how many people have like lost their jobs for that. Whereas Matt Damon, like, you know, yeah, he's yeah. going to be fine. He's getting out. I wonder if he's he was purposely getting out in front of it. Like he thought that was coming out. So he goes, hey, just so you know, you used to say a fag a lot. <laughs> yeah, a then, lot. I like a lot. I like a lot. And, but I don't anymore because my daughter told me. Because of my daughter. She's so great. He's also like he's from Boston. Oh, he killed a guy. Oh, no, that's, no, that's Marky uh, Mark. Marky Mark. And he didn't kill him. He just almost <laughs> Very similar type of guy, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And just on that note, take a quick... Just a quick smooth, just a smooth transition into the new. Hold on, actually, let me find this better. That was not a smooth transition. <laughs> that was the opposite of a smooth transition. They, they I'm cleaning this transition up, up into a smooth second beep, transition beep, into beep. Fitbod. Are you familiar with Fitbod? Do I look like I'm familiar with Fitbod? If you don't want to be a fat slob <laughs> like my man Danny Polishuk, Fitbod is. That's where they actually requested that if I could read the copy and not you. <laughs> That's like remember they they, said, keep the copy away from they, your co-host they switched for the it, fit bod. Remember for a while McDonald's in, especially cuz you know we used to like go for commercial auditions Yeah, and McDonald's had a thing forever where they're like we only cast skinny people cuz we don't want people like Well yeah, and, you can't show a fat guy slobbing down a Big Mac. But now they switched it. Now it's the other way cuz cuz the cuz all the diversity They just got some houses. fat pig they shoving shovel like f- handfuls of fries yeah, down a gullet. Dude, basically they have to go the other way where McDonald's have to like give in and just like there's a guy on a fucking rascal scooter <laughs> just like blending eight cheeseburgers and drinking it and you're like eh, cost of diversity need that representation well if you don't want to be a just gigantic slob on a, a mobility scooter fit bod so don't get stuck doing the same workouts making progress towards the future means overcoming new challenges fit bod creates a fitness program and continually adapts new exercises and d- dynamic intensity that adjusts on how you're progressing. So you'll be challenged to meet your goals and your own pace. So if you don't know what, basically what it does is you, 
you sign up for this app, right? And you do workouts and it, it like clocks all the workouts you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you new ones based on your, you know, you type in how many days you're going to do all that sort of stuff. And it gives you new workouts based on how much you did and how much like resistance you did and, if, and what yeah, weights yeah. you did and all this That's stuff. Cool. And now it is fucking sick. It's like, yeah. Cause it's, you know, and there is one you, you do get tired of doing the same workout too. So it kind of updates it and all that stuff. But I mean, that's the main thing with working out is you've, is that you got to switch it up. You have to switch it up. Perfection's an illusion. There's always a higher level to strive for that looks different for everyone. And especially when it comes to fitness. So they take your, you know, all your, your specs into conclude. They, they put type in Danny's specs. They go boop, 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 boop. Uh, you're going to need nine fit bots. <laughs> starts smoke. The, the phone starts smoking <laughs> and they go, eh, maybe do they have any, um, workout plans for people who tie <laughs> weights to their cocks <laughs> and to, to stretch them out. That's what they have for you. They, they, they go, just tie a weight. <laughs> no, that's what Danny does. He types in that you put in the FitBot and you're like, listen, I want like a really good workout plan. They're like, before we even get started on the rest of your body, <laughs> you just we want- tie this five pound weight. <laughs> Danny types walk in around with specs. it for six months. <laughs> it just says, hang a weight off your cock and do Kegels. You're like, when do we get to the other biceps and things like we're yeah, not go, even Can I do push-ups in the meantime? We go, absolutely not. <laughs> we're not even close. We're gonna be to adding half a pound a week until <laughs> we can see anything. <laughs> we gotta turn this into an Audi first before I even think about hitting the bench press bars. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's no perfect body that everyone can achieve and definitely no perfect cock. But but what we can do is continually become a better version of ourselves. No workout is one size fits all. I love that you can pick workouts tailored to your equipment and your goals. That's the other thing because every gym, you know, if you have a home gym with less stuff and if you don't have weights, like it can give you good workouts depending on what stuff you have. So the app is very clear, easy to follow instructions and tons of benefits. So you're getting stronger. And faster during the personalized training. So for me, where I'm just trying to get yoked, basically my whole thing is starve yourself to death, yep. <laughs> get, yoked, get yoked, trim down exclusively. I know, you know, and a lot of times you get bored of workouts and routines are a week or two. So FitBod helps I mean, you get you know every muscle group without overworking any of them. You know what it's really good for, actually, is that because we travel a lot. And you know, that's, you, a, that's a big part you, you of it. You go to yeah, like a, like you know, that. sometimes you're in a hotel no gym yeah or like it has like just like a weird it's got an algorithm that uses data and analytics to help help all that stuff so no equipment exactly no equipment no worries fitpod has body weight routines for those looking to get fit or on the go and it integrates other fitness and health apps like apple health fitbit strava and all that sort of stuff and there's a watch that you can get to go with it so pick up the pace of your fitness journey with fitbod today and your future self will thank you so you don't have to look like a certain someone on the podcast. Pick up your pace and uh, get 25% off, which is a pretty good promo code. 50, 25% off your membership at fitbot.me slash boyscast. That's 15% at fitbot.me slash boyscast. Now. So I was second, because uh, we talked about Robin D'Angelo earlier. She had an, when she was 34 was when she realized that she was white. What? And she had an out of body experience what realizing the... that she was white. She looked back at her body and, then and she, she goes, goes, That's a crappy body. She, she goes, I felt so loudly white that I remember being hesitant to go outside. Ugh. When did you realize you were white, Ryan? Um, You're about that age. When I hit the dance floor at a Jamaican <laughs> wedding. <laughs> I said, "Wow!" Yeah, when everybody was, you heard when you heard Bati Boy about four thousand times. Bati Boy was cranking ninety-five people doing the worm. 
with their big dicks out. <laughs> and I looked down and I said, wow. Yeah. Yeah. This person was, was interviewing her. And it says uh, the first time you realize. And she, she literally recounts the first time she realized she was white and you go this person has a mental illness there was this guy that uh kurt was talking about that he went on like a he was a writer at like comedy central and those places and he goes i realized i was white when i was a sinbad show and they were all saying you know how it is to be black and i didn't get the references and i realized wow this is what it's like to be black that's what he said he did this fucking heartfelt thing and it's like holy shit dude yeah that's someone who's just like never been around any sort of culture in their life well that's what we were sort of talking about that this weekend where it's like the truth is like poor people whether they're you know all different colors they all a lot of poor people agree more with poor people than they do about rich people like not always about race right but they that's why they always the reason why they claim to like you know muslims and groups like that is because they don't know them. When in reality, when you know a group, you like some parts of them and you don't like some parts of cultures, right? Absolutely. So it's like it's so easy for them to just be like, I hate white people, but I know, I, but I love Muslims and I love Mexicans because you really don't know any. For sure. And again, it's the... It's nobody's challenge when you go. I hate white people. And everybody goes, well, uh, culture, it's All cultures right. are romantic when you're not, when you don't experience them. When you're in things, it's like a job might be romantic or a girl, like a girl that you don't know that well. You're like, I'd fucking would love to marry her. Then once it's your fucking dumbass wife, it's <laughs> like, ugh, ugh. me and Ernie went out last night for, uh, cause I was stuck at the hotel. Yeah. And we went out for, uh, near the hotel for just like some a drink and some food or whatever and then we, we ended up in like just like a very muslim area and there was a store there called i love modesty yeah and it was a women's clothing <laughs> store called i love modesty it's, it's like a muslim store it's like a muslim Dude, women's that's clothing hilarious. store literally called i love modesty Check i it love out. it dixie road free free free, <laughs> free, free, plug. free plug so right you here. buy like the burgers and stuff they, like that they sell all the modesty it's like it's like, it's like you just for you love the modesty, modesty collection yeah, yeah, the modesty <laughs> collection you go i fucking love modesty. dude i'm gonna get get your chick a fucking a gives her dick <laughs> that, that would be modesty. so funny it's like just if, you, if your girlfriend's like gross but you're not muslim and it's kind of your joke but you're trying <laughs> yeah. to like you're trying to like uh just kind of get it in there you go yeah, hey yeah. Uh, i got you a gift certificate to i love modesty <laughs> Yeah, like they got to, if that was a white guy made that for his wife, they'd have to be like, oh, because they don't know anyone that wears that stuff or whatever, right? So, but it was, it was, it was a crew. We had a fucking squad together and I went to the racetracks. Danny, we had, Danny had the funnest thing when we were getting polluted at the park. Danny showed up late and he showed up with his new gay boyfriend. <laughs> probably listens to no Danny shows up right because so everyone was coming in with big entrances like our boys so people would, <laughs> and everyone showed up our one buddy because we had 20 people this is this guy loves the party bees yeah. he fucking he was at the weekend away with his girlfriend and then he <laughs> halfway through the weekend he's like he's poking around being like ugh you guys rocking out today you go oh you going to the park eh? he's going you're going to tracks he's like who's all there and he's like i'm like all right I, i'm messaging too many poor people no poking around here where i'm gonna be come or don't yeah. and he goes damn coming yeah and he, he said his girlfriend sitting in the car the whole time being like really like they were at a cottage weekend they went oh, to the cottage friday he gets her back in the fucking car ships her back to the dot to oh, rock on, out on the saturday of a long the, weekend on the too saturday of a long weekend he ships her back to toronto she's there being like because fucking ryan long's in town i gotta fuck you the only thing I can say is it was a rainy weekend, so they probably didn't miss too rainy much. Rainy weekend helped a little bit. Danny shows up. We everyone, So everyone, when people like that were coming 
going in. He was like, okay. Everyone's doing the Vince McMahon yeah, yeah. into the crew. With Kenny got, Powers. Yeah, Kenny everyone, Powers. Yeah, yeah. But Danny shows up late <laughs> and he's got this like dude with him who he's got like a big dangly earring. He's got like a belly top on basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, he's like Queen Street fuck boy. <laughs> like to the max. Like, to right? like if you had to add a central And we're all in. like, who, you know, with Danny fucking, you look what he's wearing, a basketball shirt that he found in a lost and found, right? So we see Danny shows up with this guy and no one, and we're like, what, what is Danny's new buddy? We're like, oh, Danny Brown's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And then this guy starts talking to everyone like, what's up? We're like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm Ryan, this and that. Everyone's talking to him. And Danny's like, no, 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 don't talk to that guy. He just followed me here. <laughs> no, little dude, I was fucking walking on Queen Street to go meet you guys. And he crosses the street and he goes, hey. And I was like, hey, what's up? He goes, he, he's like, you're from the videos. And I was like, yeah, how's it going? He goes, oh, like, uh, cool. He's like, what are you doing in town? I'm like, oh, I'm like from here. I just came back for the weekend. And he's walking with me. I guess I thought he was walking. And then he's like, can I get a photo? He's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah if you want to, sure. And, and he's like, man, he's like, I, like, I love you and Ryan's videos. And I was like at the gates of Trinity. Yeah, I yeah, go, yeah. Ryan's right there. I'm like, if you want to get a photo right. too. So then he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he starts walking. And he didn't even get a photo. <laughs> Dude, it literally were like, hey, what's up? And Danny's like, I know, I don't know this guy. Yeah, know. <laughs> Everyone was like, I thought it was your buddy. I'm like, oh, this no, no, guy no, was saying hi to like the, the extended butt friend. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's in the mix, Yeah, right? he's like dapping up everybody. He's, he's like, dapping up yeah, everybody. And then he was like, yeah, I don't know this guy. I'll tell you, the, the in Toronto, the, the the recognizations were out there. I was in the LCBO. The guy goes, it's an honor to meet you. This and that I was with my mom because a lot of people don't know it's popping like that right so I was with my mom we went to three different places my mom's tuned up yeah yeah she's polluted more than me <laughs> dude my my stepdad Brian ultimate stepdad he's got the stepdad attire. he's trying to get her home right he wants to go back to they stayed in a hotel back in Toronto and she's like I'm not going to, he's, he's ready to drag her yeah, out right yeah. and uh and we went to three different places every place we went people were like sending shots the bar the bartender comes over everyone's like oh I'm big and my mom's like well I didn't know it's yeah, like yeah. my boy went to New York you know but so. the funny thing is like does anybody there because that was like the one thing is like everybody's like oh you're Canadian no they didn't know nobody really. knows they go they, no, they no, just they go, what are you doing here yeah. yeah what are you doing here and you go Classic, classic Canada. Well, Hayden, our buddy Hayden, he's got this beer called Island Diaz. We're killing yeah, it's rough. him. I show up at my old. Me, we used to have an, me and Danny used to have an office in Toronto, so our boys are still there. So I go back to the office to like say hi to everyone, and like I had some, all my mail there and stuff like that, right? So he shows up. He, I, I'm not even in a group chat with Hayden. I'm in a group chat with like Corey and Bees and those guys, right? So he messages, I guess, all oh, Ryan's at the office. He shows up with his new. He's got an alcohol line. He comes up. He's like, all right, what's up? He goes, yo, this is the bottle, right? He takes a picture immediately, and he's like, I got to get back to work, but good seeing you. <laughs> immediately, just to get bzz, bzz, like, Ryan Long, new sponsor. I know, I, 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 I know totally. <laughs> he goes, Ryan Long endorses. This guy just finds out I'm at the office, swings by, gets me to hold his product, yeah. starts pop. We're just saying, like, I'm look up. The fucking bus drives by with yeah, my photo with on it. Ryan Long. <laughs> We're all like, well played, dude. Then Wait, he got us to his Toronto, bar. We dropped out. like a fucking G in his fucking. Yeah, he's got a cool bar. He runs a Man of Kent in Toronto. You should check that out. If we then we went to the horse tracks. Horse tracks is incredible. I haven't been in. A... I've been not for a long time. Well, it's for... it's very like Jamaican guys love the tracks, man. Mm -hmm. It's a very like old Jamaican guy with pointy shoes kind of a yeah, activity. Yeah, yeah. You know what weird, I mean? It's a weird scene. But I saw some people that were. That was another one. Like it's all we were killing. Jer you know, we always kill Jarek on being short, but he's like you know five eleven. Yeah, yeah. But we're saying <laughs> we're saying that. We were going there. We kept saying everyone, all the the people were coming up to him, being like, "Hey, your your uh, race is about to start." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little, hey, little man, your race. What are you doing in your civil civilian clothes? Still, <laughs> his, his girl started working at his company because he runs a big company, and we're saying. 
and then she's going after him like uh, she's sitting in uh, she's sitting in her bed complaining about her boss. <laughs> How funny is that? You starts your girl starts working with you, and then uh, she. <laughs> He's sitting next to you, be like, "How was he goes? How was your day at work?" He goes, "My fucking boss, this motherfucker can't see over the counter, telling me what to do. <laughs> can't tell me what to can't do. See over the counter. Can't see over the counter, telling me what to do. Got to fucking <laughs> sit on phone books when he drives the car. <laughs> your your fucking chick's complaining about her boss, but it's you <laughs> in the bed. We fun. saw some people though. Like the one guy." There's this horse, call me Larry, right? This guy's flipping out. He's got his pro, you know, he's got the dad thing where he's smashing the program. Come on, Larry. Come on, Larry. Like it's like the kid's college money. He's flipping out. Come on, Larry. Come on, Larry. Eventually, like, and then call me Larry lost. He throws his fucking program. He was flipping out. He was short too, so he was in the game. (laughs) You know, he was probably a horse racer. Horse racing is the number one thing where everybody's like, oh, you know, like I... I know the ponies. And then you're like, yeah, it's just everybody. If you keep doing this, you lose money more than probably anything. Probably more than anything. But the amount of people who think they're like, because you know people, we know a million guys with sports. You want right? to know something Who say like, wild. oh, I know sports betting. And then you're like, they have to like quit. Cause... So this is our body. I won't say which one. His fucking girlfriend has, mm-hmm. is known for dumb comments, right? Mm-hmm. This is the girl who, when The Onion did an article, that said uh, uh, they introduced in New York the new stop and kiss policy. And it was a video being like, you know, if someone's doing something suspicious, you reserve the right to just stop them and give them a little smooch on the lips. <laughs> and she posted this being like, this is crazy. I hope they don't do this in Toronto. But So this is true. This woman, and and Waldo confirmed it, she went, <laughs> she went to the casino and she said, if you put money on red and black equally as much, you can win every time. <laughs> And she bet she was sitting there betting for an hour, putting like five bucks on red, five bucks on black. And then she's just like, and then at the end of it, she was like down a little bit because of the greens. Yes. (laughs) It's insane. And she was, she was, well, I was there. She's telling people and they go, you're kidding. Right. Yeah. And she goes, no, it's like the perfect scam. It's like, holy shit. That's so funny. (laughs) Fucking insane. But we saw another guy. So this guy, uh, me and Paul, he sees this guy. He's in the back. He's with his kid, and he was stressed. He's got the family there. He had a big, he had a big vig on. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but yeah, yeah, big bet on. (laughs) He's got, and he's looking. He's oh come on. He's sitting on the fence. He's he's straight. And then he won. I've never seen a bigger sigh of relief in my life. He goes, he goes. He looks down. He just breathes heavy. He looks at his son. His him and his son just shook hands. He shakes his son's hand. Son, he hugs his mortgage wife. Mortgage is getting paid this month. Literally, he shakes the son's hand, hugs his wife like, I t- you know, I told you your dad's not a loser. Dude, I know a lot of degenerate <laughs> gamblers and it's like the horse track. And then above that is like the dog track is when it gets even more degenerate when you're racing dogs. Oh, body. Then you're like basically a cockfighting. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like that's where the next thing is like cockfighting, but it's like that is <laughs> fucking degenerate shit. So funny, dude. I was like, me and Daniel, I was laughing over saying that because uh, we were talking about uh, this this company that was wants us to like do a movie, another one, and we were, had this idea for a script. We're saying like because they were talking about buddy movies, and we we're saying uh, <laughs> Ernest storms the Capitol. Yeah, Ernest <laughs> Harold and Kumar storm the, yeah, Capitol. storm the Capitol. What do you think? I think it's good. The other thing that I was thinking was too is, you know what the problem with like losing weight is? We were talking about this in the airport, but 
It's the only thing, and I will eat trash people that are too fat because it is what it is. You got to, you know, lose weight. But it's the only addiction in the whole world where you have to quit, but you have to constantly be doing it. It's literally like you want to quit smoking, but you have to do three a day. Like I'm trying to not eat so much. I'm at the airport and you just look and you go, yeah, I have to have the crappier one. Yeah. It would be easier for me to just be like, I don't do that anymore. I don't eat food anymore. Yeah. It's not an option. Oh, that would be the best. I mean, I guess you could be one of those real psychos you go out doing like a two-week water fast. But imagine trying to crit heroin where they go, yeah, but you got to do a little bit a day. I mean, they kind of To survive. They give you the fucking other shit. But oh, it's fucking nuts. But I wanted to... Wanted a, yeah, it's crazy to think, though, with everything that science comes up with, they still haven't cracked this. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. There was one thing I wanted to talk about before... Um, uh, I, so, I, you know how I love... Uh, Men? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The um, the CNN, it's almost like it, it's a, it's almost like a sickness where CNN can't stop with their their Trump articles mm-hmm. and they had some fucking dingers. Yeah, there's some good ones. It, I guess I'm just as bad because I see them and I'm just like sick. <laughs> but uh, CNN had some dingers. They, this is some of the articles that I saw a couple because uh, I collect them and when I have enough, I bring them to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But I had like four that were really fucking funny. So this is CNN. They're basically Tiger Beat now. It goes. <laughs> The dirty little secret about Donald Trump's endorsement. <laughs> and then he goes, his record is more dirty than he would like his party to believe. <laughs> How good is that? And it's basically like some other people endorse Trump that you, you know, you wouldn't like. Yeah. So yeah. how good is that though? Can you not picture that headline with like Donald Trump and he's got like stars behind him and yeah. it's like <laughs> his dirty little secret. Some girl is like some fucking... MAGA girl in Florida. She's like 12. She's like putting it up on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taping yeah, yeah. it to her wall. Isn't that funny? That is funny. And then number two, Biden has a better handle on economics than Trump, but there's still some risks. That's <laughs> the other one. So there's like, yo, Biden, you know, Biden, they can't just say like, there's a few risks with Biden. They have to go, Biden way better than Trump. Okay, but, now that we said that. Yeah, yeah, A few Biden, like, why would you even still be comparing it to him? Well, gets clicks. Number three, uh, this is a HuffPost one that's making me laugh. President Joe Biden may have just trolled Donald Trump, and he did it with a simple three-word tweet. So it's like, they just basically, Biden's such a fucking Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's fucking, he's owning him from the grave, basically. He owned him from the grave, and his tweet was, it's infrastructure week. Because Donald Trump, uh, basically, when infrastructure, so they made some infrastructure things and he retweeted being like, it's infrastructure week mm-hmm. because apparently last time it was infrastructure week, Donald Trump, uh, he got in fights with everyone and they didn't get into the infrastructure done. Yeah. It's cause like literally he was, Trump was like trying to do an infrastructure bill. And then they're like, how about uh $4 billion for the gay Muslim troops? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Can we just build some bridges? And they're like, Nope. But the phrasing of his tweet referred to a running joke in Washington from the former guy's area era. Trump held an infrastructure week in 2017, and he spent all his time attacking the mayor of London. But the funny part is then they go, Twitter users couldn't help but enjoy the presidential trolling. So this is some of the Twitters, <laughs> the tweets that they pulled out. <laughs> Twitter users. Some of the Twitter users. Here's it's one. like a monolith. All Twitter users were really enjoying Biden's <laughs> tweets. This is what one Twitter user said, Danny. Nothing feels as good on a hot summer day as a little cool shade. 
So that's a one. That's a one Twitter user okay. had to say. Trump's in the scope. <laughs> Trump is in the Biden. He must scope. have felt that one. Yeah, he's not even on Twitter. He's not even chill. No, you know what it was? Is he was he he was uh, about to hit a drive. Yeah. At the golf course. And he just like <laughs> that tweets and he just shanked it. <laughs> just shanked it into the just water. Fucking shanked it. He goes, Yeah, you're fucking hitting three off the tee there, Trump. One. <laughs> Another one. He goes, What was that? He goes, I don't know. I haven't done Ooh. that in a while. Another Twitter user said, Solar eclipse levels of shade here. So. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh. And then a third one said, whoever hit send on that tweet must have felt the most satisfaction. So, well, you know, it wasn't Biden. That's so funny. Can't use Twitter. They're so fucking funny. You know what else? What um, someone was saying that kind of was making me laugh. The idea that when when the election happened, they were they said they were all figuring out what to do at the Daily Show, and the people at the Daily Show were crying. So the guy who run, runs the Daily Show was like, "Listen, I can't deal with this right now. Like, I have a staff full of people crying. Can't deal with what? <laughs> what I can't remember the context. Yeah, 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 but, but it was like someone was calling him, being like, "Oh, we might have to change this and this." He's like, "Listen, I can't crying for joy." No, 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 no. Tr- oh, 16. Oh, that makes sense. To be honest, I would expect this. Daily Show to be literally in tears. Yeah, they were. They, <laughs> they the were, they and were, not like a joking thing. You go, oh, okay. No, they were in tears. Yeah. So that that's was making some, me laugh. But yeah. that's what, that's usually what you want from your comedy thought leaders in America is uh, the results of an election making them cry. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been. The Boys Cast. You can check us at patreon.com slash the boys cast for an extra episode every week. Leave a review for the dogs. For the dogs. Leave a review. Check out the Clips channel, which has been growing very quickly. And a couple of videos have been going viral. If you want if you want if you're just a cash listener, youtube.com slash the boys cast with Ryan Long. And other than that, we have a bunch of questions that we're going to ask. And if you want to ask me any questions, I respond to everything on the Patreon. We got some questions this week and a few more articles and some cool shit like that. Yes, sir. And this was legitimately me and Danny were in a different country, both slid in here for one day. Dude, I didn't even go home. I I literally came came straight straight from from the the airport. airport. So so nice try, Air Canada. Nice try, try, Turdo. The least for the boys move of all time. uh, Turdo, I feel like he had something. A lot of people were liking the Turdo. And all I can say is he tried to keep me off this because, dude, you think it's a coincidence? Last week I start calling him Turdo, and then all of a sudden I almost missed I this don't. Podcast. He tries to he tries to keep the boys away. Dude, he is trying to keep the boys away. Well, it didn't work, did it? Did not work. So the pod happened. The boys cast no sleep straight from the port. And if you want an extra episode every week, patreon.com slash the boys cast. Oh, and I guess this is coming out with Friday. Where are we this weekend? Kansas we're, City. We're out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but that you'll miss those. But Friday, Friday, Saturday, we Friday, are in Saturday, Kansas, Kansas City. City. And then uh, Sunday night in Omaha, Nebraska. We're so going to come to if, Omaha. If, if you are Warren Buffett and you listen to the podcast... If fucking wants to definitely don't hit us up for free tickets, you fucking freeloader. You fucking freeloader. Buy your own fucking tickets. Buy your own ticks. Peace. Oh.